generative AI. Um, also here, I believe it's not something very new, but there's a very big beauty ahead in the cloud. Let's assume you move from your 40, 50 servers, uh, everything in the cloud. And now you have a robot called uh, AI, generative AI, and she just scans your documents real time. Whenever you search something, he will find information you didn't know. You hmm. can compare documents. You can assess to uh, be a common pattern in a, in a, in a business operational risk, for example, about liabilities and so on. And there's a huge, huge benefits for now. Uh, of course, you need to have the application, the data stored in the cloud, then adding this on top. And there are now really uh, applications coming um, and use cases coming that this generative AI will leapfrog. In the end, it's just having a smart library. And most of us have used smartphones. And many people don't know. If, if you go to your photo gallery, you just enter, for example, CH for your number plate on the car, and he finds the photographs where this number plate was photographed, and you mm. have the data. And what this is the beauty here, you get real-time access or more or less real-time access to data. You might not even know you have those data. The question about the data, if it makes sense to keep the data or not, is not a question, but I think this is really one thing which will help many, many companies to bring things forward. Let's assume a hospital where we ought to have a use case. They have maybe approximately, I don't know, thousands of requests a day on forms a day. And if they can simplify and find the common patterns together with the power of uh, artificial intelligence, they can really simplify and predict already much better what could be the potential areas and give access to the data already available to the patient or to the partner, whatever it is, much, much faster. And here, those are two examples where I really believe uh, and we see the trends uh, going forward. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Heads Talk with me, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter, the podcast where we talk to C-level executives, leaders of institutions and heads of multinationals. What are the current topics? They talk, we listen. Can you imagine getting into a business or a market where you actually spend a hundred billion plus on a piece of paper. Are you kidding me? It was like a frying pan of a head. I got nothing against CFOs. It was not just the job of a lifetime, it was the job of a thousand lifetimes. My guest today is a seasoned chairman and CEO. He currently chairs an organization that is an Atos Group business with an annual revenue of 5 billion euros and is described as a next generation digital business with leadership in cloud, advanced computing and security. This is the new series on Heads Talk today and the conversation will be very insightful. Can't wait, but before we get into that, here's a brief message. Axia OneCloud provides secure, geo-redundant backup capabilities enhanced with cybersecurity. It is the world's only cloud-integrating cyber protection with Atlassian products, trusted to accelerate digital transformation by the best organizations around the globe. You can secure your data confidently with protection of more than 20 workload types. Discover what backup and data protection capabilities you gain with the Axia One Cyber Protect Cloud. Harness the power of one solution, one agent, and one console. It delivers the comprehensive cyber protection you seek. Laxio operates over 20 cyber secure data centers across the globe. For more information, contact us at www.axio.com. Heads Talk Podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle Schwitter.
Bruno Schenk is the chairman and CEO of Evidence Switzerland, an Atos business that combines digital, cloud, high-performance computing, big data, and security solutions. He leads a global team of experts in delivering data-driven, trusted, and sustainable digital transformation to their clients. Passionate about building a culture of excellence, collaboration, and agility within Eviden and his partners, he is admirably committed to the advancement of social and environmental responsibility of Evidence customers and their stakeholders. In recent receipt of the Digital Communications Award, September 2023, Bruno and his organization won against brands such as Vodafone, Microsoft, and Beyond Gravity in the shortlist of over 300 applications. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Bruno to Headstalk. Delighted to have you here today. Thank you, Elaine, for having me. Um, pleasure uh, to go with you over an important topic of Eviden and beyond. Okay, I've been looking forward to this conversation, Bruno, since our preliminary discussion. Um, a lot to cover, and I know you have many um, passions, some mentioned in the introduction, which we may talk about later in the episode. But let's begin the usual way with an introduction to evidence, you know, the beginning. It's part of the, the Atos business, but explain to my listeners when and how this came about and thereafter why. Yes, um, glad to do so. Um, Atos is maybe known to many of you for many reasons. It's a very strong brand worldwide with 100,000 employees, uh, roughly. In Switzerland, more than 500. And the group decided to split the, the Atos in two areas. One is the Atos part, which is uh, going ahead under the brand Atos, which is carved out most likely in Q2 2024, um, according to the latest updates on the website and the shareholder agreements. But they also realized that the value of a digital company and with the brand Eviden, which I'm leading in Switzerland, which is a majority of the business we have, has a different mindset, a different go to market. And uh, that's why uh, they decided to keep Atos on the infrastructure business mainly and Eviden on the digital part. And to have two distinguished brands acting on the, around the globe. So this transaction will happen uh, by Q2 next year. And it's really a so that there are two independent listed companies where autos will go in an investor this is their country talks ongoing this is public uh public accessible on the website if you're interested uh, and that's why we are aiming to do this separation and i think it makes perfect value uh, in this journey going forward because the portfolio of eviden is very much different than the one from autos going forward okay thanks for that and how How's the next phase of your digital expansion going? I, I, I saw this on Twitter about a digital expansion. I was like curious as to what is that and what are you doing? Yes, uh, it's, I'm not saying we want to compete with Accenture and uh, Capgemini uh, where we already have today touch points. Uh, but in the end, yes, digital go more in a consultative way. And this in uh, seven areas at once, computing, the cloud, the digital security, including mission critical systems, the, the AI part, the, the net zero transformation, smart platforms, and the digital transformations. So this is a different talk. It's not a procurement talk or IT talk any, um, anymore only. Let's phrase it this way. However, um, it's also a clear shift to go more as an influencer. Uh, so having much more smaller businesses than a huge uh, managed service transactions. And this is the big shift where we are aiming to do, make a big um, yeah, step forward, also to be a bigger player on the digital uh, forefront on the markets worldwide. 
Okay, okay. And and can you, because we're going to talk in greater detail in the sort of next question, but can you just give us a summary? Well, when I say talk about greater detail, I'm talking about particularly one of the service lines, but can you give us a summary of all your service lines within Evident? Yes, uh, this, uh, we have um, two dimensions. One is the industry dimension. Uh, we have seven industries um, where we serve our customers. And here we have a defined go-to-market. Uh, in some countries, we are stronger in, uh, in the manufacturing, while we others, we are better in telecom media technologies. Or in Switzerland, we are very strong in the public, means in the governmental work, for example. And underlying or or next to it in its matrix, we have three business lines. And one is the big data cybersecurity area, which is the strongest uh, by far in Switzerland. Then we have the cloud uh, business line and we have the, um, the digital uh, business line, which is everything which is transformative uh, generations. And the aim is to grow double digit in all three of them. Mm -hmm. So the bigger challenge will be on the cloud and the digital, as we are not yet that known on the Swiss market or the worldwide. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly the aim to really drive uh, with the capital T to drive this portfolio to the market, that the market knows about it and that we can evolve uh, with that uh, going forward. And this is the aim of this separation, but also on the way forward. And that's why we have these seven portfolios, uh, which mm -hmm. I'm happy to repeat. Uh, the advanced computing, uh, we have quantum solutions, we have high performance computing. I will speak more about this later on, yeah. um, which is also a bit linked in the in the offering to the cloud offerings. Um, we all witness the cloud is more or less a, a given today for many, many companies. Uh, there's no question anymore if cloud is the right thing. It's just the way uh, if, it's, if it's private or public cloud. Then all the digital security forefronts, um, they also have an anchor in all the portfolios. It's it's about if it's ransomware defense, if it's a normal IT security, uh, it's a digital security. As I mentioned, the mission critical systems like for the army, like for uh, blue light organizations where we do a lot of offerings. Mm -hmm. Then the fourth area, the generative AI, um, where there's a new trend. I think it's nothing rocket science. However, it's... It can leapfrog organizations ahead mm -hmm. uh, to speak about this. Then the net zero, every board has to have this on the agenda. Mm -hmm. And then the smart platforms, uh, the DevOps, uh, the softwares, the applications is also a more hygiene factor, but also more trending, including the data. And uh, the last part is really the transformation part uh, to accelerate businesses uh, to use the better ecosystems in the back uh, for their uh, revenue streams. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, you, you've kind of whipped the the appetite of the listeners for some of the, the service lines that we're going to talk about in greater detail later. So that's great. Um, but let's focus on one of um, evidence service lines. And, I, you know, if, if you can provide a fairly detailed, even more detailed than what you've done already, introduction to your, your cloud solution services. Yes. Uh, cloud is, uh, uh, I said, uh, the cloud has, uh, I would say, three dimensions. Uh, one is the on-prem, so what, do, what, do you, what the company has in the house, um, it's either cloud offerings and then the public cloud with the hyperscalers. We, mm -hmm. we have the best relations with the three famous hyperscalers, AWS, Google, and Microsoft, of course, and we work very strong with them on day-to-day -to -day together. But this is, of course, not enough because the cloud is, in the end, uh, the platform to use uh, applications, platforms uh, to enable the business to, to, to share data, to access data, uh, and so on uh, to connect and here we're really offering uh, holistic solutions uh, end to end uh, with own mm -hmm. solutions 
like the NIMBIC supercomputing suite, for example. This is a, as a service high performance computing solution. Also here, um, we see big trends about shared environments, mm -hmm. meaning uh, there, there was a talk on, uh, on the WEF last, sorry, this year in, in Davos, uh, where I had with one of the ministers of South Africa discussion. Why not opening this for universities, not only for one, for many? And I think this compute power to install as a price mm -hmm. and uh, compute power should be utilized at the best. Otherwise, we are not sustainable. There is a big trend and these platforms are really trending. And here we have own uh, software and hardware solutions. Mm -hmm. Also, with Nvidia as a partnership, but if you hear the brand Bulls Equana, for example, this is also evident. Bulls Equana has the high uh, high performance computing solutions uh, throughout the portfolios. Um, we just won uh, an extension, for example, University of Edinburgh, or uh, last year we installed the first quantum solution learning computer in the CERN in Geneva. Uh, so we really have a lot to offer, some from hardware, software and all the transformation activities uh, underlying. Mm -hmm. And the third element what I mentioned is the federation, um, um, the cloud sovereignty. Uh, we hear this word again. There are still a lot of banks, financial institutions. They're still shy and they still, I would say, this way. There's not the full trust to the hyperscaler that this data is really secured in the place they should be. So there are possibilities today to have cloud offerings uh, accessible from wherever you want, to have it federated, uh, to have this as a service offered, and then really dedicated to this organization or whoever it, it is. And I think these are the three areas we are really strong. Um, and here I could speak now for half an hour uh, <laughs> to go in detail. It starts with the net zero, it goes with the generative AI and so on. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about net zero and generative AI later on. So hold the thoughts on that. I'm glad you mentioned the Nimbix cloud because I thought I was going to ask you about that when I sort of read that. I think, you know, I, I need Bruno to explain that to me. Um, what would you say is the the benefit of um, GPU cloud, especially over CPU cloud? Yeah, the GPU, CPU cloud, uh, and this is what I was referring a bit to, to the University of Edinburgh, for example, is exactly... Um, uh, if you assume that you had before in university with um, a server room, I don't know, uh, half the size of a football field, mm -hmm. if you can combine this to a, to a rack full of the high, latest and greatest technologies and the high performance computing, this is what it is in the end, you can scale much faster, you, you can use the compute power accessible, much more concentrated, and it's much, much, much more faster, of course. And here, um, this uh, GPU uh, alignments with our partners uh, like Nvidia, for example, uh, and much many more, we utilize together um, and offer this to the market to really have a much better utilization and also reduce the cost dramatically because uh, if you have 50 servers to maintain or one solution, there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. the energy consumption is still a big uh, cost driver in, in any mm -hmm. data center mm -hmm. today. It's even more trending with nowadays uh, situation, unfortunate. However, I think it's really the combined power you can utilize and um, the, it's one of the biggest um, areas. The other big uh, benefit is the security area. So it's uh, the security is to focus on one bigger system. Uh, and also you need to patch and maintain uh, much less systems. And yeah, and I said on the third is maybe the scalability. So it's really, you can build on uh, and again and again once you're running out of capacity on the speed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. And, and brief, if you can, you 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 talked about it. 
um, but the, the partner partner ecosystem, um, what's in that or who's in that? Many, many firms. Uh, for example, um, if I take the, uh, uh, the, the Nimbix, uh, it's like, a, I would say it's a hub uh, kind of uh, solution where uh, we, work, we work as a general uh, uh, contractor uh, to bring things together with the own hardware software uh, from uh, both Equana, for example. It can also then lead to partnerships like Excelware, ANSYS, uh, Comsol, uh, a system, which is very strong uh, in, in France, uh, not only in the, especially in the defense area, or Siemens, where we have a very strong uh, traditional uh, partnership since many times, uh, many years. It, mm -hmm. It's really depending on the use case you use your solution for. And this is important. There are different use cases in the automotive industry. Um, um, digital twins are maybe less important than on the healthcare and pharma, where uh, the use case is then more going in the graphic design rather than uh, in the simulation, rather than in the in the production uh, power. So it's really depending also a bit which partner is used where. And of course, underlying uh, there can be the hyperscalers, the famous one, but also the Asian uh, uh, hyperscalers. It's really depending on the use case we use here. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and and now for um, the net zero topic, I read quite a bit about what you do within Evident. Pretty impressive. So, so can you tell my listeners what you do and what you Evident brings to the table? Re advisory services around green cloud solutions for the for your clients. Yes, if I start maybe first, uh, if you're speaking cloud for for the cloud, you can make a free of cost uh, cloud assessment. This is where uh, Eviden and also the underlying brand CloudRich, uh, which belongs to Eviden, um, are super proud. We can make a free assessment, no strings attached, just to be clear, to our customers. Look at your setup today. What would be the benefit of using the cloud? And what would be the sustainability uh, improvement uh, with energy consumptions, uh, data movements, uh, maintaining maybe less applications or main maintaining the application on the same compute power on the cloud? All those things we assess, and this is the first, very first step, where is the cloud beneficial, where it makes sense, uh, where it makes no sense, and where maybe uh, you need to migrate step by step. So this is maybe on the cloud side, uh, the very first step. And here, it's really the consultative approach, um, as many boards are now asked to be a part of uh, the sustainability journey. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, we do pretty much everything. And this is also one thing, um, I'm a big believer sustainability needs still a lot of education, also on the boardrooms. Mm -hmm. I invested in myself in a London Business School education just to understand more about the circular economics mm -hmm. because uh, it starts from the procurement process to buy material, to recycle material and so on. And here we also consult companies. What is the best way to do it? Mm -hmm. How to report sustainability? How to track the efforts? If it's energy consumption, if it's the commuting of the employees, which is still by far the biggest part of the emissions, carbon emissions, to be clear. And uh, here we really have a full set of offerings uh, there. And we got just got again um, uh, the global awards. Uh, we are seen uh, one of the pioneers in the sustainability. This makes me super proud as an Atos group, but mm -hmm. also as an Eviden portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really one thing there could be more be done. And here, I'm also proud to be part of a, a CEO for Climate Circle, part of the Swiss CleanTech Initiative in Switzerland. Mm -hmm. The big beauty is we are 60 or more CEOs, which mm -hmm. meet regularly. 
across industries. So I'm an IT guy, uh, but there's an infrastructure guy, there is a manufacturing guy, there's a healthcare person in the mm-hmm. room. They have different challenges, but in the end, um, we can learn from each other how we tackle the challenge. And here we are really strong in consulting to really put the pieces together. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we need to do everything by ourselves. I'm a big fan here also to partner, uh, depending on what it is. Yeah. But we see also a big uh, shift that the carbon offsetting, uh, so planting trees somewhere, it's really not good enough anymore. It, mm-hmm. There needs to be real action, reducing the uh, electricity, uh, uh, renovating the buildings, uh, all those things is part of our net zero transformation team. Okay. Um, my, my, my question sort of focused on um, green uh, cloud solutions, but as you were talking, I was wondering... What percentage of that for your clients uh, uh, in terms of their sustainability and meeting, you know, the carbon footprint and net zero requirements? What percentage of that is them sorting out their cloud solutions? What what we feel now the last one year, maybe a bit more, it's it's much, much uh, more trending nowadays than it was. I think the, the government helped us here greatly. We put in the new law about a certain size of a company, about a certain revenue in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. You need to report those uh, emissions. Uh, I think this is also uh, good for the boardroom. It's good for the companies. And since then, we really feel much more tractions. So companies do it more serious or uh, many customers are installing now sustainability officers uh, where we have a lot of touch points and we can really see there's more and more trends and everywhere you put this word in the room and mm-hmm. often the cloud is the start point because most companies are in this uh, cloud journey in the beginning or somewhere between and sustainability is always here a, a very good for um, uh, enabler. Often the, the customers do not see sustainability at the forefront, but once we, we put the, the portfolio together, we see the benefit and the beauty out of that because it enables then also um, the customers to see uh, there's a positive impact if you move to the cloud for this and that reason. Okay, okay. Now, now this question um, asked to all the guests in this new series and note, I've received very different answers. So, so naturally I'm curious as to, as to what you will bring to the table here. Okay, please elaborate on your definition of the, the next generation cloud. The next generation cloud, uh, I, I think it's a native uh, application where we as a user, and I could come in or not as a seller, as a user, see, uh, I don't need to distinguish anymore if this is the Apple cloud, if this is the Microsoft or whatever cloud I'm using. So it's seamless uh, there and uh, that we don't see any interruptions that this is um, from an application interface given uh, like, a, like a standard, um, sometimes it's an open. Um, the things that we really have the next generation uh, cloud enablement, which is of course decarbonized, it's secured, but user-friendly, so we don't need to distinguish anymore what is beyond the knees. Of course, there will be partnerships. Uh, it's more on the Microsoft, it's more on the AWS side or whatever. However, for the user, it should simplify the ways and take the fear, the final remaining fear away where the data really lies. This is the next generation cloud where I believe this will be the next step. Okay, thanks for that. It's quite succinct. Um, let's get into AI. You know, We can't have a conversation about next generation anything without it. So. Um, Provide examples of industries or use cases where AI, generative AI, in the cloud have been particularly impactful or transformative. I think um, 
if you look to the new trend world, um, the chat GPT is already getting a bit older. Uh, most people now, now are used to it, they have tried themselves. Mm -hmm. um, uh, generative AI. Um, also here, I believe it's not something very new, but there's a very big beauty ahead in the cloud. Let's assume you move from your 40, 50 servers, uh, everything in the cloud. And now you have a robot called uh, AI, generative AI, and he just scans your documents real time. Whenever you search something, he will find information you didn't know. You hmm. can compare documents. You can assess to uh, be a common pattern in a, in, a, in a business operational risk, for example, about liabilities and so on. And there's a huge, huge benefits for now. Uh, of course, you need to have the application, the data stored in the cloud, then adding this on top. And there are now really uh, applications coming um, and use cases coming that this generative AI will leapfrog. In the end, it's just having a smart library. And most of us have used smartphones. And many people don't know. If, if you go to your photo gallery, you just enter, for example, CH for your number plate on the car, and he finds the photographs where this number plate was photographed, and you mm -hmm. have the data. And what this is the beauty here, you get real-time access or more or less real-time access to data. You might not even know you have those data. Question about the data, if it makes sense to keep the data or not, is not a question, but I think this is really one thing which will help many, many companies to bring things forward. Let's assume a hospital where we ought to have a use case. They have maybe approximately, I don't know, thousands of requests a day on forms a day. And if they can simplify and find the common patterns together with the power of uh, artificial intelligence, they can really simplify and predict already much better what could be the potential uh, areas and give access to the data already available to the patient or to the partner, whatever it is, much, much faster. And here, those are two examples where I really believe uh, and we see the trends uh, going forward. Maybe to close the government, um, um, we are also fortunate to work in the government with also our strong partner Rubicon. Also here, there are terabytes of data, of documents flying around and adding here now the AI, this will help of course a dramatic, um, and the, the beauty about generative AI it doesn't need to be in the cloud if you need. You can also have on-prem solutions. So the fear that the data would leak outside your cloud is also not a, a constraint or a concern. Mm -hmm. Usually, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you'll have it on the edge, I suppose. Yes. Um, right. Yeah, I, I I want to touch upon advanced computing in this episode, partly because it's it's in your service, um, your list of service provisions, and and also there is a link with this uh, next generation cloud computing. First, what does Evident offer with advanced computing services? Yes, the advanced computing is uh, it goes a bit in this high performance advanced computing uh, uh, area, and uh, here the keyword is really um, the portfolio of Bosequana. It's it's uh, again starting from the consultative way uh, mm -hmm. with partners or with your own portfolios. Often we believe we have the portfolio ourselves uh, manufactured in Europe. Uh, it's also a, a very strong asset. We believe. And here we start mainly on the edge, the word you just mentioned before, it's the edge computing. So to take and filter the data where you maybe need to extract the, the value out of the data and then uh, mm. not shifting it in the cloud if there's no need. Uh, and also having the underlying um, really compute power, uh, the machines, uh, if it's quantum, high performance, uh, super mm. performance computing. Mm -hmm. So we really have the, uh, all the hardware and software solutions ourselves in the house evident. 
And this is really with the advanced computing portfolio, uh, we are super proud to really offer this to the market. And it's uh, also the trend what we want to follow. I think here we are really, we nailed the, the, head, uh, the, na the nail on the head this way around, sorry, to make sure that uh, we are ready with an offering because this shift is coming. The con compute power is more and more needed. Mm -hmm. uh, and the question is now uh, really in which way you want to use it. So we really have it, have it all to offer here. Mm. Oh, thanks for that. Um, I, I found, was it Captiva, Captiva Quantum Computing in the cloud on your website, and I was intrigued. Uh, would you like to elaborate on this? Yes, the Captiva Quantum Computing is also a bit uh, linked with the learning. I think this is, um, uh, it's, it's really one thing where um, I'm not the expert in, in the physics mm -hmm. uh, with, with the lambdas and how many uh, data points, uh, beta flops you can have. Um, if I'm not mistaken, the solution we have in Edinburgh is about 240 roughly beta flops, which is, if you put this in a relation, I think um, billions times faster than the computer they had uh, when they landed on the moon in uh, 1969. Mm -hmm. And this is really the, the intel uh, behind to really uh, the captive part. Um, you have the learning machines to really also learn and bring the algorithms into the game. And uh, to use then also here the best data and the outputs and use cases in. But also here, uh, the machine is only that smart as the machine is used and the use cases are produced. So these learning machines or Optiva quantum computing is really, uh, I think, uh, now uh, to be proven. Um, uh, I'm a bit jealous, uh, honestly speaking, to uh, Basel. We are not yet part of this quantum hub. I want to be part of it because we have offerings. And you see the market is trending um, there's a lot of need going into these offerings and uh, and, and quantum uh, should be accessible for universities, it should be accessible for hospitals, uh, for the manufacturers in the world. And I'm not saying everyone needs an own solution, it can be shared environment. Mm -hmm. Okay, thanks for that. Um, Bruno, where does data analytics, what role does data analytics play with all this new next generation cloud and computing? I think data analytics is, uh, for me, one of the key area. It's, um, I, I predict that 50%, if not more, of the data available is useless. Um, and uh, the data um, is something you really need to think twice. Why you build your business models or your value streams or whatever you call it, your use cases around the data. And the data is in the future, the, some people call it the future gold. I'm not sure if it's the, really the gold. In the end, uh, it's the business you make out of that or the value you create out of that is the, the future gold. And uh, the data in this journey is really the area how you define data and what do you want to do with this data. And, Data have almost one big uh, disadvantage. Uh, this is what I call it. Uh, uh, if data is there, it's 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 the past. Huh? You look backwards. So mm -hmm. the better use data to predict the future, uh, if it's for supply chain, if it's uh, if it's for medical uh, drugs development, or if it's uh, in the car manufacturing. Again, if we come back to this example, this is essential and key to use the right data point at the right place in the right uh, flow. And I guess it's here, it's really the, still the human element very much needed. Uh, there are factories more and more going, uh, going uh, be automated end to end without human interaction. I think um, we will witness this in the next 10 years, uh, mm -hmm. um, zero human interactions. Um, I think this is feasible, but uh, in the end, it still remains which data you want to define as data needed and uh, how long you want to keep this data and, until it's overwritten mm -hmm. or, or deleted. So, so 
So, so do you think we will have more data analytics leaders or chief data analytics playing a more prominent role um, as yes. we move further in the technology space? Yes, I think the data analytics in the end, um, this is all maybe one thing. Uh, my son is too young to study now, but I think this could be one area I would advise him to go because in the end, uh, in the data, you can read pretty much everything. Um, uh, like the former uh, CFOs, they were uh, triggered by the Excel files. And now here with the data uh, analysts, I guess they have a much different way. It's like they can really predict uh, the things. And mm. every click and every move you do, if it's this, if this is done on purpose or not on purpose, uh, what I mean, if you say a word about the holiday destination I would like to see next day, you have it on your phone. Um, all those predictions, they are so getting smart sometimes even scary worrying. Um, but I think th there will be much more data scientists people needed. Uh, this is my belief, because here um, there's one big trend on the Swiss on the market. The ethical questions about data and data ownership, this is still not answered. And this should not leave the human hands. Mm. Because once uh, machines are that smart that they uh, overrule everything and define themselves, even the future needs, this can become very dangerous. So that's why I believe there will be more people needed. And we also see it in the universities. It's a trending job portfolio, normally quite high paid, uh, paid people. So it's a trending job. And I think this will last for another decade or more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Excellent, excellent answer. Thank you very much for that. Um, innovation is, is a theme running not only in your organization, but also in your own skill and passion. Um, it would be great um, to end this episode of Heads Talk with an, an innovation journey um, case study for, for the clients you advise. That's a good question. Um, um, the innovation part. Uh, if I take one part uh, also here out of the pharma, uh, we did lately a study in the use case. How can you produce drugs much faster? Uh, and I think the innovation really lies. Uh, we have technology, we have quantum computing, we spoke about the cloud, we both spoke about the best secured and sustainable solutions. However, to bring a product to the market, it can take seven or, or more, up to 10 years or more uh, till you get all the permits and stuff. And the innovation thought leadership is really going in the way when a company like Evident can really show uh, our customers, in, in this case in the healthcare, what is really possible today to, to be much faster, to process data much faster, to simula, simulate uh, models um, in the labs um, uh, areas. So uh, the green fields, the tests, and all those things can be really excelled by times. And um, it, it's easy a billion you invest in a new drug to, to bring this on the market. If you can reduce those cost by half, um, there's a huge innovation step going forward. And I think also here the automotive uh, is leading a bit the innovations uh, or another innovation area, maybe to round it up, is really another extreme. Scottish water. Uh, this is something we speak also now to two Swiss customers. Mm -hmm. Scottish water I had a very bold vision. And they want to do it till 2030, the latest, and they will do it. We are in the middle of this project. Everything they do is decarbonized. Mm -hmm. what, I, what I want to say, so they have water pumps, the water flow, um, all the, the channels they have throughout the UK, the island, and all those things they do has to be sustainable and supported by the latest technologies um, uh, with wind uh, power, uh, powered with solar panels, powered all those things, and those are the remarkable innovations. Um, I'm, I'm not saying we go in a Petromobile. I think this mm -hmm. is the right shirt, but I'm not sure. 
But there, these are the true innovations where you really see there is thought leadership behind to really make an impact. And this is, I would say, highly motivating for us in the IT field anyway. So we see there's a lot of areas. And I'm the last, last person worried about the future jobs because uh, we all know the IT market is suffering mm. about talents. So I think it's a shift of future skills. Uh, this I agree. So people need to learn new skills. But in the end, uh, the human element is far from being eroded and deleted. I think there are more people needed than ever doing such cool uh, use cases to really be uh, yeah, green-driven uh, mm -hmm. in this mm -hmm. area. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, any future plans for Bruno you'd like to share? I mean, I would leave that up to you, how you want it, whether it's business or whatever. Yeah, I just can invite you as a listener if you want to understand more uh, about Devinen, about uh, who we are and what we do, uh, reach out anytime. Um, we are a very open, uh, modern company. I want to accelerate customers. This is my vision in Switzerland. We also will have a strong focus on sport. Watch out there. Uh, this is also in the digital area to really make an impact because sport connects people, sport connects uh, uh, employees, sport connects uh, the mental health, I would say, you know, in one way. And here we also want to be a leader on the Swiss market, especially. And yeah, well, for me, uh, it's... I'm, I would close with this. I'm super thrilled to be the captain in Switzerland to really make these seven portfolios I mentioned and within these business lines to the next level. Are we there? By far not. That's why we need customers or partners and uh, we are happy to do so. And I'm really looking forward for this really thrilling, amazing journey. Excellent. And uh, of course, we will share any links in the show notes um, where Bruno has mentioned the organization or any of the activities so that the listeners can easily click on it while listening to this fantastic episode. Bruno Schenk, it, a very informative conversation on Heads Talk today. Many thanks for your time and insights. And then thanks a lot for having me. Uh, dear listeners, thanks for listening. And as I said, reach out anytime. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today on this episode of Heads Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via my website, elainepringle.com forward slash Heads Talk, wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, I'd like to thank our sponsors, guests, and you for helping to make the show possible. Please join me next time where I'll be featuring more executives, C-suite leaders, and heads of multinationals. Heads Talk podcast with your host, Elaine Pringle-Schwitter.